I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the elementary genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Kretz Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. You must find a way to get in the way. You must find a way to make trouble, but let it be good trouble, necessary trouble. You know, I said it today and I will say it again. If you can't sit at the table, let's knock the fucking legs off. Excuse me. I'm tired of talking, man. You know what I'm saying? I haven't done that much talking. You know, the, the, the talking I do, man, is, is, is like, um, like now I said, it should be clearly understood that all major decisions will be decided on the battlefield. To become a part of this system is to become a part of a criminal enterprise. To become a part of this operation, man, is to be a criminal. You see, because it was a criminal enterprise, it was a criminal intent in its initial stages of, of development. Okay, it was it was criminal then to put the same kind of chain, the, when they put the chains on brothers and sisters and brought them here, it's the same chains that they put on us to bring us from here to cook. And it's the same people putting them on the same people. Now, they, like Malcolm said, see, the, 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 the house Negro represents the Novocaine, like Malcolm was talking about when the doctor's going to take your tooth and he squirts some Novocaine in your mouth to make them think you're not doing anything to you. Now it's the house Negro putting the chains on you in the name of the slave master's law to make you think that they're not doing anything to you or that you're going to get a, a better treatment. And he's a house nigger. The, 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 the house nigger, he loved the master more than, he loved, more than the master loves himself. If the master gets sick, he say, what's the matter, boss? We sick. If the master's house gets on fire, he try to put it out with his hand. I'm the field nigger. I pray that the master die, and I've made sure that the master died on past occasions. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not afraid to do it again. Okay? Peace.
and power black family welcome to another episode of necessary blackness and i am your host raheem shabazz this week we are going to talk about a situation that is gaining a lot of traction in mainstream media as well as social media now i don't know if many of you are aware or have heard of the situation with comedian bill mars Bill Mars is a comedian and a host, and he's in hot water. After using the N-word during a recent interview with a Republican senator of Nebraska. Now, Bill Mars has a show called Real Time with Bill Mars on HBO. Now, during the broadcast of the show, there was an exchange between the Republican senator of Nebraska and Bill Mars. And the senator was telling Bill Mars about Nebraska. And Bill Mars replied, I got to get to Nebraska more. And the senator said, you're welcome. We'd love to have you work in the fields with us. And in his reply, Bill Mars said, work in the field, senator. I'm a house nigga now. Wow. That was something. What was really crazy about the exchange was that there was no notable difference in the senator's facial expression, his reaction to this Caucasian man using the N-word, and more importantly, the crowd. So this is a telling sign of the type of audience Bill Mars has that can sit there and joke and fun and laughter at a racist so-called joke because it ain't no joke to black people about slavery the history of slavery and what happened during that time but what is more disturbing is the individuals that are going on social media in defense of bill mars there are a lot of black people that are caping for this man um I'm going to get to them in a minute. But there are those that are calling for his immediate fire. And salute to D.L. Hughley. And he retweeted to HBO. He said, please, HBO, do not air another episode of Real Time with Bill Mars. And also Chance the Rapper is in opposition to HBO airing another episode as well. And he tweeted, now that HBO apologizes for Bill Mars saying, nigga, how about they hire a few? I ain't seen a black person on HBO since The Wire. In regards to that, let's let's get down to it, right? White people love to minimize what happened during slavery. And we've seen that time and time again with Bill O'Reilly when he said that slaves was clothed and well-fed and that slavery helped them out. And you even have individuals that will come to this man's defense and you have to listen to what they say. You have talk show host Larry King and he says... I've been a friend of Bill Mars for years and there's not a racist bone in his body. Let's accept his apology and move on. 
You know how problematic that is to black people? We are told time and time again, oh, it wasn't that bad. Slavery happened so long ago. It's time to move on. It's not about black and white. You tell that to this generation that is suffering from the effects of slavery, whether it's in the educational arena, economically we are suffering, and with the police brutality that's going on in America under the president, Donald Trump. And and this is typical, typical case of white men telling black folks how to feel. Let me explain something. The N-word is the most offensive shorthand verb used to describe melanoid people. That word in whatever phrase in history and whatever context coming from a European is disrespectful, point blank, period. I don't care about how many times we say it as a people. And most times when we do say it, we say it as a term of endearment. And I don't care how many times it's uttered in a rap record. White folks do not have the luxury of saying that word. Now, another person that I have a great deal of respect for, I think he's an intellectual scholar. I read several of his books. I'm always in awe when I hear him speak. I think he's a great orator. And that's Eric Michael Dyson. Believe it or not, he came to the defense of Bill Mars. And he said the following. I'm emotional about this. I love Bill Mars. He's a very dear friend. But as I made plain through the years, the N-word should be reserved for black use, period. I agree with you on that, brother. Having said that, as his show on Real Time nearly every week, Bill's been a champion of many fights for black justice. He has been bravely and relentlessly against racism, white privilege, and white indifference to the black plight. Plus, he has, for the start, few brilliant black personalities on his show, whether on network TV or now cable. In short, he has used his platform to highlight black faces and amplify black voice that never have otherwise been given such a prominent perch to tell their truth. Give the Bill Myers I know. Given the Bill Myers I know. He used this opportunity to strengthen his role as an ally to black people. Wow. So, you come to his defense and you big him up. Although you said what he did and used was the word, the N word was unacceptable, but you still big him up at the same time. See, this is why there has to be some type of level of accountability. I don't care what you did in the past. We're dealing with the present right now. And what you did was so disrespectful, it calls for your firing. Now, afterwards, can he redeem himself? Maybe, perhaps he can. But that's not up to me to decide. That's up to him to decide. But right now, you need to deal with the consequences of what you did and what you said. And what we need to understand is that 
I love the brother. He's very charismatic. As I said, Eric Michael Dyson doesn't speak for black people. You're not the voice of black people. You may be someone that can speak to our truth and our pain, but there's not one lone voice that speaks for us. So what is hurtful to me might not be hurtful for you. So you can't speak to my pain. And one thing that you definitely can't do is you can't relegate my pain by giving someone else a pass. And I think the sentiments that are shared by Eric Dyson is also shared by his significant other, his wife. And she sent out a tweet also that received a lot of backlash. And this is what she said. As a member of the nigger clan, I'm more concerned about niggas killing niggas in Chicago than self-named White House nigger, hashtag Bill Mars. Now, this is a tweet that was sent out by Marcia Lewis Dyson, who is the significant other of Eric Michael Dyson. And one thing I will say, she's not just one of those persons or individuals that says, what about black on black crime? She is out there on the ground in Chicago helping out with violence prevention. And she does a lot of things in the community for the youth. So her concern is with stopping violence that that does happen as it happens in every community. But she's concerned about our community. And I, I, I give her props for that. You know, and one thing I will say that we have to stop doing, we have to stop saying stuff such as, well, what about black on black crime? We can deal with black on black crime and still deal with those that we deem racist or disrespectful to the black community. We have to deal with all of that. We have to deal with black on black crime. We have to deal with police brutality. We have to deal with inequalities in education, on the economical front, in healthcare. We have to deal with all of that. We can't just be concerned with one society ill that affect us as a people. So yes, Marcia, we have to be concerned about black on black crime. And we can equally be concerned about individuals that are disrespectful to the black community. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. But before we take our commercial break, I'd like to inform everyone that Necessary Blackness podcast is looking for a female co-host. The candidate must possess humor, wit, candiness, and ability to create dialogue that ranges from social issues to the economic empowerment from an unapologetic black perspective. For those that are interested, please email us at NecessaryBlacknessPodcast at gmail.com. Tune in for the drop. I am Dr. Kira Taylor, and when I'm tired of listening to fake news, I will listen to some real news, and I will check into the Necessary Blackness Podcast with my friend Raheem Shabazz. 
Ahim Shabazz is one of my guys from way back, and you're now listening to his show, Necessary Blackness Podcast. Stay tuned. This is a cool up cultivated roots media, and I choose to tune into Necessary Blackness because staying connected to my blackness is very necessary. Peace. This is Prince Culture Law, and I stay tuned into Necessary Blackness Podcast with Raheem Shabazz. Peace and power. This is E-Reporting Live, and you're tuned in to Necessary Blackness with my boy Raheem Shabazz. Yeah, this is Professor Ed Garns, founder of the wonderful From Afros to Shell Toast and Sweet Tea Ethics. When I am not spreading liberation theology throughout my classrooms as an African-centered therapist, I am chilling with my homie, Raheem Shabazz, on the Necessary Blackness Podcast. It's essential. Hey, what's going on, man? It's Arthur Emma Henry here. Whenever I want to get the latest on politics, social life issues facing our black community, I tune in to Necessary Blackness with Raheem Shabazz. This is Shalee. When I'm not in the gym, I'm checking my son out on his podcast each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Make sure you check out Raheem Shabazz. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> now our feature presentation. Persons interested in broadcasting a commercial can reach us via email at necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Necessary Blackness is distributed on all major podcast platforms iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and Google Play. We'll also promote your business and product across our various social media networks, reaching over 100,000 people daily. While we was on our quick commercial break, I received a tweet, <laughs> and it was a funny uh, tweet. It says, Bill Mars is a racist who donated $1 million to the first black president. That's my kind of racist. Now, let me say this. Just because the man donated a $1 million doesn't mean he's not a racist. What it means is he can be a rich racist. Point blank and, and as simple as that Now We also remember that Bill O'Reilly Donated to Al Sharpton Remember when him and Al Got into that little spat And he revealed that he donated To Al Sharpton's uh, Nation Action Network And how Al Sharpton told him that The children of Harlem Is going to go without Christmas gifts and he felt it was the honorable thing to do. And Bill O'Reilly donated some money. I forget what the amount was. Um, I know it was a sizable amount. So just because a person donates money to a cause doesn't mean that they are not racist. So let's get that out of the way. Now, getting back to Larry King. Larry King always have some things to say you know you have to really look at this individual for who he is and not who he presents himself to be and what you have to do you have to do this with all suspected white supremacists you know Larry King needs to worry about all his ex-wives you know he got seven ex-wives so he's the last person to want to give moral advice and tell us to let it go and Bill Mars don't have a racist bone in his body. We ain't going for that. But listen family, I have to get out of here. I have so much work to do. As you know, we are rounding up 
and almost finished with Elementary Genocide Part 3 Academic Holocaust. If you don't have Part 1, if you don't have Part 2, make sure you go on elementarygenocide.com. Make sure you get your copy. And that's going to be it for us here at Necessary Blackness Podcast. This was a special broadcast because we usually don't broadcast on Monday. But make sure you check us out each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. If you want to hit me up, make sure you hit me up on Facebook. My handle is Raheem Shabazz. You can hit me on Twitter. You can hit me on Instagram at Raheem Shabazz. Peace and love. Peace and power, black family.